look around, businesses are closed, church buildings are empty, many people are off work, some are working from home, some are risking their own health to provide services that the rest of us need. The question that's on almost everyone's mind, if you haven't asked it, you've probably thought it, and that is this, where is God in a pandemic? I want to talk to you about that today as we look at the story of Easter. And the answer just might catch you off guard, and it's filled with hope. I think all of us are experiencing some pain, and it's real, and it hurts, and it can be scary. But I think all of us, all of us are sharing some pain, and here's the good news. Jesus experienced the same kind of pain. The first type of pain that I want to talk to you about is relational pain. Let's just face it. Families are separated. We're separated from our own kids, grandkids, maybe friends, co-workers, our church families. And let me tell you that Jesus also experienced relational pain. Many of you have never thought about that, but Jesus smiled. He laughed. He cried. He was fully God, and yet he was fully man. And so he experienced the same things that we experience. Jesus had 12 disciples. These 12 were his closest friends and they did life together. Get this 24 seven. I think we all may have a new appreciation for doing life with anybody for 24 seven. As some of us have had that experience the past few weeks. Um, let's, can we just agree that there's some pros and there's some cons to that? Anyway, the night before Jesus was arrested, he was having supper with his disciples and he said this to them. He said, tonight I'm going to get arrested and all of you, all of you are going to betray me. And, and so they said what most of us, especially as Christ followers would have said, and, and that is they said, no way, Jesus, we won't betray you. We got your back. We're with you all the way. And I think they meant it. But when the rubber hit the road, when the soldiers showed up with torches and swords, everything changed. And Matthew, one of the disciples that was there, here's what he wrote in Matthew 26, verse 56. It says, then all the, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Can you imagine how Jesus felt in that moment? Those best friends, your closest supporters, the same friends and supporters that just told you they'll never abandon you and then they're gone. Folks, that's relational pain. Jesus experienced relational pain. And so he certainly can relate to your relational pain and mine. We're, we're experiencing in this season of our lives. Again, relational pain is real. It hurts, but our loving God understands. Jesus understands because he lived it. We can all get through this. Do you know how I know that? Because Philippians 4.13 in the New King James Version says, this is key. Here's what the Apostle Paul said to the followers of Jesus. He says, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not through my strength, but through Christ's strength who lives in me as a follower of Jesus. He's not saying it'll be easy. He's saying that as Christ followers, though, because Jesus overcame relational pain, that we can through Christ who strengthens us. Yes, many of us are experiencing relational pain today, but as Christ followers, we can overcome it with his strength that lives in us. Now I'm gonna jump ahead just for a moment. After Jesus was crucified, he was buried and resurrected from the grave. Jesus met up with those same disciples again. And you know what he did? You know what he did to them? This might surprise you. He didn't lecture them. I probably would have but he didn't. He loved them. You know why? Because they still mattered 
to him. And they would go on to change the world. Where's God in a pandemic? I hope you realize he's with us. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He's at work. Even if you don't see it right now, even if we don't understand how it all works, he, and he understands our pain, he's been there. And this, folks, is not the end of the story. You matter to him. Easter proves it. Sunday. Sunday is always coming. How many of you consider yourself emotional? How many of you would uh, say you're a sympathetic crier? Like you just cry when other people cry. I, my hands up. I, like I, some of you, like if I started crying right now, you'd be like, you'd cry right now because uh, you're that emotional. I, I cry at movies, especially the ones where like a dog dies. Uh, remember old yeller? Like, man, I'm a mess every time. I think most people are emotional. And the ones that are shaking their heads no right now, you're emotional about something. I mean, all of us, I believe, are emotional about something. Did you know that Jesus, when he was here on earth, he experienced emotional pain? Now, here's what's crazy. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life and you think, wow, I've never really thought of Jesus as being emotional um, and having emotional pain. But Jesus went through emotional pain. I'll prove it to you. He, he's about to be arrested. But before he gets arrested, he goes to this place. Matthew records it in chapter 26, verse 36 through 38. It says this, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled, the Bible says. You ever thought about Jesus being sorrowful and troubled? And then he said to his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. Get this, to the point of death. That's emotional pain. And by the way, it completely blows up the phrase used by people that are so, you, and you've probably heard this, all you need, honey, is Jesus. All you need, honey, is Jesus. That sounds great. But let me ask you a question. If all you needed was Jesus, then why wasn't Jesus enough for Jesus? You see, Jesus modeled for us that we need him. We certainly do, but we also need the help of others. And um, that's certainly true in times like this to get past our emotional pain. I don't know if you saw the video or the photos that went around this week from some crossroaders and others going to Bixby Hospital to be there for uh, the nurses and the doctors um, that were coming to work. They were respecting social guidelines. They were practicing proper social distance. But they showed up early in the morning with signs, showing love, showing support, letting people know they're praying for them, the doctors and nurses, those that are coming in to treat and care and put their lives on the line for other people. Some of those workers were moved to tears. You see, God is working through his church to help people that are in emotional pain. He's at work. He's doing that. Do you realize that? Do people need Jesus? Absolutely they do. He's the hope. But Jesus, by example, in the Easter story proves that we also need the help of others, just as he did. He understands he's here. He's working through this pandemic. That's where he's at. He's near. He's working. And he's at work through his followers, his church. And although Jesus knows, Jesus knows that there's suffering that we have emotional pain that we're suffering for. He did not stay there, and you and I don't have to stay there either. 
You know why? how I know that? Because the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what we have as well. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, even Jesus didn't get out of the emotional pain. He got through it, which means in his strength, church, we can get through it too. You matter to God. The third type of pain that we share with Jesus is spiritual pain. Have you ever gone through a season where you question God? For some of you, this is that season. It's like, God, what's going on? Do you care? Are you aware of what's going on? Maybe you're in that place today. Now, if you're a church person, maybe you were taught you don't ever question God. Listen, God can handle our questions. Jesus understands because he's been where many of us are today. He experienced spiritual pain. You see, during the end of his life, before he died for you and I, Jesus experienced one of those moments of his own where he said, God, where are you? And again, some of you may have that puzzled look on your face and you're like, I don't know if I've ever heard this before. But listen, here's the quick story. Jesus was put on trial. Matthew says that Pilate, the guy that was ultimately the Roman official that had him arrested and was in charge, the Bible says that he released Barabbas to them. That's what Matthew 27, 26 says. And, but he had Jesus flogged. Now, you and I don't really understand flogging like they did in Matthew's time. But Matthew's original readers would have known that. A man's hands would extend over his head. They would attach him to a pole, backside up against the pole. They would stretch his skin as tight as it could be. And they would take a cat of nine tails, which was a piece of wood, attached to it nine long leather straps. Each of the nine leather straps had pieces of rock and stone and sharp bone attached to it. And they would whip a man. And when they would whip him, it would wrap around his body and the bone and the glass and all of that would grab hold of his skin. And then they would yank it and it would literally rip pieces of flesh from a person's body. Most men never survived the flogging. That's what they did to Jesus. And then they put him on a cross and they hung him out for the world to see. And while that's going on, the Bible says, Matthew records from noon to three o'clock in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. Can you imagine that? Right in the middle of the day when it's supposed to be the brightest, it gets the darkest. Some of us are experiencing that in this season of life right now. You're, you're what's supposed to be the brightest time, maybe of your high school senior's life is kind of seems dark. Maybe you had a wedding planned and that's been put on hold. Maybe a special birthday. We've had a couple of those. But Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 and 6 says, from noon till three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. And about three in the afternoon, Jesus himself hung on this cross, cries out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's spiritual pain. This is Jesus asking God the Father, where are you? That's why we serve a God that can understand so greatly. Jesus has been there. Some of you listening right now, you're in that place. Maybe you've been in that place. You lost a loved one you didn't understand. You, you diagnose, got diagnosed with something and it rocked your world. Every single person listening to this, if we're being honest, We've been there, or you are there today. But listen, we serve a God that understands. Jesus went through it, but he overcame it. And we can overcome by his strength. Christ living on us through his strength. You see, if the whole story ended there, 
what we'd have is a story of a great teacher who taught some great things, did some great miracles, and then he died and was history. But Matthew wrote one more chapter. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 and 6. Matthew said, after the Sabbath, when it seemed like God was silent, after Jesus had said, where are you, God? At dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, the Bible says. And the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone where all the guards had been guarding 24 hours a day, rolled it away and sat on it. And the angel wanted a ringside seat to the greatest event ever in the history of the world. This thing called the resurrection from the dead. It goes on in verse three, his appearance was like lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid, these tough Roman guards, they were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the woman, get this, do not be afraid. That's a message that God has today for those of us. We just need to grab hold of that. We don't have to be afraid. Listen, you matter to him. He knows your name. He knows your struggles. He knows what we're going through. He's been there and he's with us. And he says, do not be afraid. The angel said, I know who you're looking for. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. Fact, but he's not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Past tense, he's not here anymore. He's defeated the death. And the resurrection, listen, became the reason that you and I can have hope. Because listen, and don't miss this. Jesus has never, ever abandoned anything except a grave. The story of Easter proves God's love for you. He chose, I wouldn't choose what we're going through. You wouldn't choose. He chose to suffer all this pain and to give his life on a horrible, horrible cross for you and for me, because we matter that much to him. Well, let me tell you this. I believe that everyone that is fighting this pandemic right now is experiencing help from heaven, whether they know it or not, because you can't get through times like this without help from Almighty God. But God's doing something more than just giving breath and mental capacity and computing ability and strength and resources to people. He's doing something more than that. And that is he's trying to leverage what's happening on earth to bring about the salvation of many, many people. Please don't miss this. For some listening, you may or may not believe in God. But can I tell you something? You may not be believing in God, but God certainly believes in you. Make no mistake, you matter to God. Listen to 1 Peter 3.18. Christ suffered and died for sins once for all. He never sinned, and yet he died for us who have sinned. He died so that he might bring us to God. His body died, but his spirit was made alive. As humbly as I can say this, I hope you hear my heart on this. The greatest tragedy I can think of is someone comes through this pandemic with or without contracting the virus, with or without hospitalization, but they come through this COVID-19 scare and then they go right back to life without hope, without God, without a purpose, only to die in another season of life in another way without knowing the creator who gave them life. You matter to God. And God is working right now. And what's he doing? He's working to do the greatest thing he can do, which is not to see one or two people come to faith in him, but to see millions of people 
come to faith in him. Not to see a few people have a spiritual wake-up call, but to see millions of people have a spiritual wake-up call. To come to peace with the Almighty God. To come and experience forgiveness of their sins. To come to know what it means to have the burden of guilt and shame lifted off their lives once and for all. To live a life with meaning and purpose and with hope and with faith and with the power of God's Spirit in their life. This is what God wants to do during these days. Listen, if you've already put your faith in Jesus today, then celebrate that fact. If you're ready to put your faith in Jesus today, you can type in the chat right now, I'm ready. I'm acknowledging my need for the Savior. I'm acknowledging that my life has fallen short of God's expectations. I'm asking Jesus to forgive me today. I want to be adopted into his family. I want to be born again. I want to have a personal relationship with the God that created me. I want to know for sure that I have eternal life. And I'm just believing that right now, right now in this Easter 2020, that some of you are ready for that. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus by faith. I'm ready to get saved now. I'm one of the many who are going to get saved during this pandemic that's sweeping across the world. If that's you, no matter where you are, I'm going to encourage you right now to bow your head, to close your eyes, and make this your prayer of faith from your heart to God's ears. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I just... Uh, Acknowledge that I'm a sinner, that I fall short of your expectations, that I'm not perfect. But God, because of what you did for me through this Easter story, that God, you so loved me that you sent your son to die in my place, to pay for all of my sins with the shedding of blood, that he was tortured for my sin. He was buried in a borrowed tomb and then on the third day, he rose from the dead and defeated death, which means if I put my faith and trust in him, receive him as my Savior and Lord, that I am able to defeat eternal death as well. Jesus is best I know how. I give you my heart. I turn from my way of doing life, and I turn to you as my only hope, the greatest hope, the God that so loves me that he was willing to sacrifice his son so I could live. I give you my heart. I give you my life. And for the rest of my days and for all eternity, I now belong to you. And that will never, ever change. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. Listen, if you just prayed to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord, that's the best decision, the greatest decision you could ever make in your entire life. We want to celebrate that with you. If you didn't type I'm ready in the chat, you can do that now. You can also email us at office at ilovemychurch.org, office at ilovemychurch.org, and share with us that you gave your heart and life to Jesus today. We want to celebrate that with you. We'll send you some information. We won't hound you at your home. We won't call you. But listen, it's the greatest decision you'll ever ever, ever make. And if all of this allowed you to come to a point where you gave your heart to Jesus, it's your greatest day ever. God bless you and welcome to his family. Hey, it's been our pleasure to have you join with us at, for this very unique Easter at Crossroads. And uh, listen, I thank God for technology. He's not shocked in 2020 we're doing Easter this way. He's truly at work. 
He's truly, truly at work. He's changing lives and he's with us. He's for us. He's at work. He understands what we're going through. And folks, this too shall pass. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Be a hope dealer. Point people to this message. Share it over and over. If they miss, no worry. They can go back to our website. I love my Watch it at any time. We hope to see you back here live next Sunday, 1030 a.m. God bless you and your family. Take care. We miss you. We love you. Hey, Crossroaders. We just wanted to say we love you and we miss you and you have a happy Easter and have a great day. Make those memories. God bless. Take care.